Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today I have a very special co-host, Tanya. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You guys, we discovered her through Instagram and TikTok, where she goes by baby gal, but with a Y, G-Y-A-L, read it. And she just talks about spicy books and is really funny and frank and honest about her reviews, which obviously you guys know we are all about here on the podcast. So I'm really excited that you wanted to come and talk about some spicy books. Yeah, spice, gotta have spice, gotta love spice. It's majority of what I read, so I'm excited. Yeah. Today we are talking about Priceless by Miranda Silver. And this was a first time for me reading her books, which was exciting. And also she had been recommended to us also by some other um, friends on Instagram when we were asking around for books. And this is, it's, it's a, would you describe it as a bully romance, dark romance? I think they described it in the blurb as like a bully romance, but it didn't really feel like a bully romance to me. It was a little, a little dark-ish. Mm-hmm dark adjacent yeah i don't see i don't feel like there were any bully themes in it i mean i feel like it was i guess you can consider it dark but like they didn't it it wasn't like the lovers either so it was kind of like a you're in a situation i'm gonna help you out you do what i say type of thing right yeah so yeah it was it was interesting because it because the blurb i feel like um which i'll read you guys in a second i feel like i was expecting it to be more bullyish I guess mm-hmm. um, and then I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't because this is like a I guess you could new adult-ish you know they're in their like final years, years of college Yeah. but like I thought the cover was hot I thought the premise was really interesting so I was mm-hmm. excited to read the book What you had already read this book prior to reading it for the podcast so. yeah I read it in uh, September Okay, awesome. And have you read other Miranda Silver books? No, this is my only one. So this was my introduction to her. And to be honest, when I get recommended books or stuff like that, I don't really do much background on it because I only really ever take recommendations from people I trust. Yeah. So my friend Melina at Melina's Library, she was telling me about it because she knows I like, like, you know, BDSM themes, like sure. Superman and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just went into it blind. I didn't even read the blurb. <laughs> So I had no idea what it was about. I read the first two pages and then I was like, I better figure out what this book's about. (laughs) So then I read the about the book and then I was like, okay, now I can go back and start it over. Um, All right, you guys, well, we're going to get right into it. Um, Are you ready to get this popping? Yep. All right, here we go. Romance at a glance. Uh Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, so first things first, um, we always like to start with a quick little chat about the cover. What did you think about the cover? You know, I was, I'm a fan of the cover. I normally don't like people on covers, but like people with like their faces and they're staring into your soul. Yeah. So it wasn't too much. She's clothed and it's, it represents the book well, I think. I thought so too. I I agree with you. I'm very uncomfortable when people are staring into my eyes. So you know how people are like uh, really like musicians and there's always that one person who had like a guitar who's like serenading people. That makes me physically uncomfortable to be (laughs) stared at while someone is performing like that. So in the books, when they're like staring in my eyes, I prefer the ones like this where you like maybe their faces are cut off. So this one you don't see either of their eyes or when they're like looking off into the distance or something like that. Um, Or maybe you only see like their backs or something. Um, 
I thought it was good too. I like that his hands like kind of creeping up towards her throat. Like maybe he's yeah. going to be like giving her some light choking or something like that. And he's kind yeah. of restraining her from behind. I thought the cover was nice. It's like very simple, but I like the photo that they chose and like the color wash. I, I think it hit all the, hit the notes for me. Yeah. I have no qualms about it. I like it. Okay, you guys, I'm going to give a quick synopsis, and then we're going to get into our favorite parts of the book. So essentially, this book goes with Christina, who's our main MC, and she is like a former cheerleader in college. And the last semester, she like quit the cheer squad, dumped her boyfriend. She's been partying and just spending money she doesn't have. She's been doing badly in her classes and basically just like kind of going through it, having like a little bit of like a mental breakdown and trying to shed her own sort of internal demons that she's dealing with. and she meets Patrick at a party and their eyes lock across the dance floor and then they don't see each other for months. And then he offers basically to go into a companionship arrangement where he will pay her to uh, come over to his home at a point in time, three days a week and do the dirty and do whatever he wants and then um, send her on her way. And I thought this was a really I, I, this is the first book I've read where they're in college. I've read other situations where there's like some sort of financial transaction, but this yeah. is the first one I'd read where they're like in college and it's just like, it's not like, oh, I'll pay your rent for you. It's just like, I will literally give you cash if you come here. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting to me too. I, I, I knew they were in college and I was aware of it while reading it, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel like this is weird that they're in college and this yeah. is because like you said it was like to the at the end of I think it was their senior mm-hmm. year or something so mm-hmm. it wasn't too odd but I, yeah. I think I liked that aspect of it that yeah. he was like flying her all around the place and you know like yeah stuff like that yeah I also liked that uh, you know like spoilers jumping ahead a little bit but you find out like he's not actually rich and I actually enjoyed the fact that he wasn't like you said, like flying her all over the oh, let's just go to Europe for a quick weekend and I'm gonna like buy all these bags for you. And like I, I liked that it was like completely it was, it was like a different take on the same idea of like sort of paying for the pleasure, but yeah. more more like firmly like, no, I'm actually giving give you cash and like that's it. And also I really liked that it played into all of her kinks. So like it played into her humiliation kink. Like one of the first times they have sex, I thought it was super hot. He like takes all of the money and he just like rubs it all over her entire body to humiliate her while they're, and I was like, oh, she is into it. And I was into it on her behalf. I think this book pushed a lot of limits. And this was the first book where I really kind of experienced like humiliation and degradation or mm-hmm. degrading, however you choose to say that. Mm-hmm. I think this was the first book for me and it was so much, but I was just like, okay, so this is happening. Like the, the, yeah. this, I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, and then spoiler again, there was a point where she got emotional about her sister. And then mm-hmm. instead of degrading her, he was praising her in that, in just that one scene. Mm-hmm. I think that scene was so like, well done because he was doing both and it was just like mm-hmm. it, that's when we realized you know like things are getting like really real because he's you know catching yeah. feelings yeah I thought first of all I love dirty talk it's my favorite thing like a well-written dirty talking scene yeah it is my favorite and I he was a very verbal fucker and I was very into it he was yeah. telling her what like 
you know, like you said, some scenes he was telling her she was like a dirty whore and like she was going to like crawl to him. And then some scenes he was praising her and telling her she was a good girl and like taking it so well. And I thought the balance really worked. Mm -hmm. I also think like you could the writing, like you could feel that Christina was like into all of it. Yeah. Um, And one of my favorite things was how they did the safe word, which um, she used, I think, three times in the book. Yeah. Um, and I loved that because I feel like a lot of times I've seen in books with kink and BDSM, they get a safe word and then they never use never it. Never use it. And I'm just or like. Or they only use it like, especially if they're like new to the life and they yeah. never use it. And I'm like, that shit's overwhelming. Yeah. Like all the stuff they're doing to them. It's like very yeah, no new one is, and no one's scared. Like no one's like, right, whoa, whoa, no whoa, whoa let's take a quick pause. Like, yeah, no one is actually just like made for this. Like, oh, it's just full-fledged into this. No. So yeah, I appreciate when they use it because I'm just like, okay, girl, are you are you okay? Like, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And I liked that it didn't completely stop everything. She was just like, I need a pause. And he was like, okay, cool. Let me know. She's like, ah, that's a limit for me today. Let's try something else different. And he yeah. was like, okay, great. And they communicated and then they just like moved on. Yeah. And I thought that that was so, I wish like I had read books like that when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, like reading romance for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can just like quickly reassure. Oh, nope. Sorry. Actually, <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Let's move on yeah. to something else. And you're like, cool. Let's, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, That's another thing I love about books with BDSM in it. There has to be a lot of communication mm-hmm. because one wrong move and it's, it could be chaos. So the safe word thing I think is really important. And sometimes I feel like some authors just put it in there just to put it in there and then they never let them use it. So when it's used, I, I'm just like, okay. Cause she even uses it right at the end. Like mm-hmm. they have gone through everything. I was like 95% of the way through the Kindle yeah. and she would use her safe word even right at the end. And I was like, I'm in love with this. Like she clearly trusts he's going to respect it. She right. clearly, like is super into what they're doing, but like is scared of that for today right. and like respected her own boundaries. Um, okay. So what do you think about the fact that, so they have this arrangement. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts about how long the arrangement lasted? Um, like whether it was realistic or not, like no more like your feelings as a reader. Cause personally, like I wish that I had had a little bit more time of getting to enjoy them as a couple or getting to see them as a couple after the arrangement was over. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, I wish that like maybe the confrontation of everything had happened slightly sooner so that then I could get a little bit of time. Like maybe like you get to see him, her meet his brothers or you get to see them go to a coffee shop. Like I really liked the scene where they were laying on the blanket Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like smoking with her friends and they, he was like kind of playing with her hair and like teasing her. Like yeah. I liked seeing them out of the bedroom and like teasing each other and like building that tension. And I kind of wish I had a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, I think I agree because I remember not, I wasn't okay with the, how the conflict was resolved with mm-hmm. her was it her roommates and her and her sister her um well yeah it was like her ex-best friend who stole the yeah. money 
And yeah. then her her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend and her sister were all there then. Yeah. So the way I mean we knew it was gonna gonna happen. Like I when yeah. oh, let me preface really quickly. So the main conflict is basically that people find out that he was paying her for sex. Her ex, who's kind of slimy, posts a video of them like sort of explicitly talking about it while they're like grinding up against a tree outside. Oh, yeah. And obviously they don't know he's videoing them. And then her ex-best friend um, breaks into her house and steals the money and like writes whore and lipstick on her thing and like trashes her room. And then the big sort of climax that Tanya's talking about is them. Basically this girl gets brought back to the to house to give back the money. And that's kind of, okay. Okay. So the way that was handled, I, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. But uh-huh. I like the way he handled it, like right. for her, like like how he helped her through it, and what he did to try to help her resolve it when the money was gone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So those tender moments that he had with her, and like you said, when they were on mm-hmm. the blanket, and then like mm-hmm. outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. I really liked those. But I'm not sure if if we were supposed if we should have expected more. Now mm-hmm. that you mentioned the blurb, which I read, m- <laughs> maybe she didn't really want to give us too much, you know, cutesy content. Right. Of it. Maybe it was just to be about, you know, the dynamics of their relationship. Right. So, I don't know. What What do you wish had happened during the climactic scene? Because I know what I wanted to happen. I wanted her to slap her upside her head. Right. She I forgave her to- way too fast. I'm like, no way in hell. No <laughs> way in hell. Absolutely. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. I 100% agree. So in real life, I think what she did is the best way to go. You know what? I wash my hands of you. Get out of my life. Never speak to me again. Never speak to anyone I know again. Because you're dead to me now. You've, you've, you've made your bed. You go lie in it elsewhere. Yeah. That's that. But in, in fiction, my petty side would like someone to be like, first of all, you guys, this girl, was like quote unquote her best friend but was like clearly using her their whole friendship right. super messy always expected her to take care of her like expected her to like buy them all pizzas and like get me a drink bitch and all that stuff and then slept with her boyfriend when they were still together mm-hmm. slept with him again after they had broken up mm-hmm. like tried to like get up on her new dude mm-hmm. And he was like, ew, no. And like, she shut her down. That down and room. stole her money, trashed her room, wrote whore, like, like, tear with. And then when her sister showed up, she was like, oh my God, do you know what she's been doing? So she was ready, even after all this stuff, yeah. to like then tell the sister, oh, by the way, your sister's a whore. So she like didn't learn her lesson. And she's like, okay, well, I forgive you. Like, just get out of here. And everyone's like, what? Absolutely not. <laughs> that, that's like the, the, the point in the movie where the record like scratches and it's like, yeah. <laughs> And yes. everyone's thinking like, are you serious? Yes. Yeah, no. Yes, because, not. and also like, I didn't like it for her arc because her her arc was like, I'm very people pleasing. I'm very oversensitive to what everyone thinks about me. I'm always putting up this facade of like the nice girl, the, the yep. pretty girl, the bubbly girl. And girl, so, and, and snacks. no, no, exactly. Oh. And she had slowly been like chipping away at that. And like, like standing up for herself mentally, standing up for herself with other people, like being like telling people like, sorry, no, I can't spend that money. I'm saving money. Like, yeah. And I liked that she was growing in her own confidence and her own worth. And then I just felt like she took, like, I felt like 
that moment should have been her moment to be like, girl, no, this is not okay. I don't like it's it. It's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Like this is not, you broke into my home. This is not okay. Yeah. And then when she was like trying to talk back to her, I wanted her either like slap her or call the police and say she broke into my home okay. or like, I wanted there or call the cheerleading squad. So they all knew and she got kicked out of, I wanted there to be some actual consequence for this girl having like stolen her money, stole her Adderall, stole, try to steal her boyfriend. Like her only consequence was getting cut off from her. Yeah. That's not enough. Sis. (laughs) Yes. That was not enough. Okay. I'm so glad you agree. Kind of made the like climax feel anticlimactic to me because like for me, I almost wish like none of that had happened. And I almost wish that the climax was about him and his family. Same. Yes. Honest. I mean, I knew that girl had to get put in her place regardless, but which she didn't. So I did wish it had to do more with his family, which we didn't get. But yeah. 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 Because like the whole book, she's like opening up to him. So we're getting to see like her inner thoughts, her inner fears, her inner everything. And he's like so closed off from her. And the mom at one point, probably like midway through the book, wants to meet up. So his younger brothers are like, you have to make the decision. We're only going to go if you go. And right. he has to like find the money for it to fly them wherever she lives now. And I wanted that to be the conference. Like I wanted the confrontation, like you said earlier about communication. Yeah. I wanted the confrontation to be like her being like, look, I love you. I want to be with you. So either you figure it out or... I can't see you anymore. Yeah. And then I wanted him to like finally be like, I need you. Yeah. And either like she come or like she gives him the money to go see the mom or like I wanted it to just be about them and about him opening up his family to her and not about like these other side people just like being, you know, terrible people and petty and jealous and whatnot. Yeah. Because so much of the book focuses on the, relationship that they built inside the bedroom and the trust that they have there so I feel like the conflict should have had more to do with them together as opposed to it trying to be about you know her character arc on her own which didn't really do her justice so yeah yeah or like him like they didn't why didn't he go with her to like the wedding shower or like some sort of engagement party yeah or like some way to have him interact with her family or her interact with his family yeah. since both of their families were really prominent in their own storylines mm-hmm. I wanted that all to come together a little bit more yeah cross and and like bridge the sort of coldness that he like or like the distance he held her at on purpose yeah. like help bridge that a little bit like maybe his brothers stop by college and they meet her and like yeah like her and you know want to keep her sort of thing yeah Um, because you get it a little bit in the epilogue but yeah those moments would have been nice to have like you just mentioned like the brothers coming on campus or something that would have been nice Mm -hmm. but I will say that the moments in the bedroom were really good so let's talk about those okay so I'm trying I was trying to think earlier as I was reading like which one of these is my favorite sex scene in the book because there are a lot of sex scenes in this book a lot uh, which I was into but it was like a lot a lot a lot um, I think my favorite ones were when they're about to have sex outside mm-hmm. against the tree because yeah. I love all sex scenes where um they get caught. 
where they could get caught, yes, because I definitely have a voyeur streak in my own life too, but more <laughs> the more the I can't wait. Like I like oh. that feeling of like it has to be now. You have yeah. to be inside me now. Like yeah. I need you right this moment. Like I love that intensity. Yeah. But I also thought the one where he made her first time like with the big bad wolf come to life. That's mine. <laughs> so good. Okay, yes. tell the people tell the people about it. So wait so she she's afraid of the dark and so his whole thing is to push the limits and like to help her get over her fears so he kind of turns it into this game and like this storytelling of her being in the dark and i think she said she wished she lost her virginity. yeah she wished she was she wished she lost her virginity so she was her sister was in into the woods and the big bad wolf came out and she had this whole fantasy that she would go backstage and the wolf would like rip her panties off and have yeah. sex with her. And that's how she wished her first time had been. Yeah. So he really plays into that whole thing. And I was scared there for a second because it was a little bit too realistic because I'm a visual reader. So when I read, I can yep. like picture everything. So mm-hmm. I'm like watching it all play out in my head. And I'm like, okay, this I'm reading this and this is kind of hot. But in like real yeah. life, yeah, I don't know. But it was really good. Yeah, because he it was like the room was dark. He was already naked, and he like grabbed her inside and like ripped her clothes off and ripped her underwear, yeah. and like just started like licking her entire body. Yeah, no stones he, left uncovered. He literally, yeah. did. he did that. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. And then the one um, where he, I think this was, I think this one was the first one where he introduced like praise, mm-hmm. where she, she was, she didn't have a good day. I think something happened with mm-hmm. her sister, and she came over, mm-hmm. and he flipped it and it was all about praise and telling her how how beautiful she was and mm-hmm. like would your sister like this or did it, you know oh like, that was so dirty and good I, yeah. if she was sitting in the chair next to us like yeah. she'd be jealous and watching you scream for me and I was like yeah. ooh, awesome. get it sir yeah that was yeah. right those are my <gasps> okay can we talk about how terrible her mom is? I know that a lot of people are like this in real life. And I feel bad every time I see or hear anyone that I know or anyone in fiction or in real life who has a parent like this. But her parents were the worst. They're like, why can't you be more like your perfect sister? It made me think of Encanto where like yeah. Isabella's the perfect sister and there's so much pressure on her to be perfect. That's what it made yeah. me think of. I don't like I don't like the whole unsupportive parent thing or like deadbeat parent thing in books it makes me really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. and I know it happens in real life like you said but I don't share that experience so it's hard for me to read it because I just don't understand mm-hmm. the concept of bringing a child into the world and then treating them mm-hmm. horribly so I just I I try I think every time something happened with her mom yeah out of, sight, out of mind like I it was it was really bad she wrote yeah. the mom really good to be really bad like you know what I mean I agree I, I agree. Yeah, I did too. And I liked uh, the one thing I did like about the fact that her mom was terrible um, was that she like at the beginning of the book, it sets her back for like a really long time mm-hmm. emotionally and like mentally. So like she's like goes out super partying with friends and gets wasted or she like takes a bunch of Adderall or or whatever. Yeah. And then once she's with him, she starts to turn to him and he's able to like basically like confront her her feelings of self-worth and be like no your mom's wrong like your sister isn't perfect and like she wishes she was you or like you know like you need me and I'm gonna like basically like help you 
released all of this emotion and tension that you're carrying. And then you can be honest with me about why it hurts your feelings or why you're scared. Exactly. And I really liked the way that like slowly she started to be honest. Like she actually sent her parents like her real grades, the bad ones that she got instead of hiding it. And she like hung up on her parents once or she, I don't think she hung up, but she thought she just like kind of let them talk and then just like was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And I liked that because I know that, you know, from from people that I know who have contentious relationships, it's really hard to break away from your parents, even when they are toxic and you know they're toxic. Yeah. Um, and so I thought they did a good job of like um, balancing, like, it's not perfect. You know, she doesn't just like, oh, he mentions it once and she snaps out of it. Same yeah. with like the Adderall. Like she, he doesn't say like, hey, think you're popping too many pills. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'll never take another pill ever. Right. It's like it takes a long time it's and progress. it's a, a progress. Yeah. Progress over perfection thing, which yeah. I thought was good. I like the thing with how he, well, I don't even know if, really know if he handled it, but how he maneuvered knowing that she was popping Adderall's and not like, it wasn't a deal breaker for him because he yeah. knew like she wasn't going down like too much of mm-hmm. a, a bad path with it. And so mm-hmm. I really liked how he kind of, tried to steer her but not like you need to stop doing this this you know yes. like he didn't, he didn't um it wasn't like a condescending thing he just kind right. of showed her or told her why she should stop and yeah was like that yeah I agree I agree especially since he had like uh, problems with alcohol the year before and like didn't drink anymore right I think it would have been very hypocritical if he was like well I'm not gonna fuck you anymore if you're on Adderall she would have exactly. been like Cause at first I thought that's what he was going to say. Cause he said something like, are you on something? And she's like, no, I'm not. But I liked that. He was based that. Yeah, exactly what you said. He was kind of like, Hey, I don't think it's a good idea. You're taking, you I think you're taking too many, Many. but also let's go to pound town. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that, but also <laughs> get naked yeah. on the bed immediately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I liked too that like her like so I enjoy in general books where the hero is like basically mean to everyone except for the heroine or or vice versa like the heroine is mean to everyone else except for the hero yeah I enjoy that dynamic where you feel like oh but he only is nice for her he only for loves her. her he only like shines for her yeah love it no, um and I liked that she also was like only sassy for him yeah so like and with everyone else she's the like pushover but with him Mm -hmm. feels she's she feels empowered enough to speak back because he'll actually hear her out or like you know combat with her yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's why I enjoy again these types of relationships not that they focus around the sex but the BDSM aspect of it again there's just so much trust there and open Mm -hmm. communication and opportunity for you to be yourself like to be raw mm-hmm. like this is this is how I feel about this and mm-hmm. the other person be receptive to what you're saying or how you're feeling you know like I don't know how to explain it but those yeah. moments where they're just raw real whether that's being nasty to each other saying something crazy or I yeah. yeah I agree I agree it definitely it also helps in a book like this you get down or the characters get into each other more faster. Yeah. If this was just like a traditional bully romance and they're just like having sex, like you don't feel like those moments of vulnerability are earned afterwards yeah. because 
you're like, well, it wasn't that crazy. Exactly. Um, but then, but in these where like, she's like sobbing and he's like, you know, basically like forcing orgasms over and over. And she's like literally out of her mind yeah. afterwards, like coming down from that sort of high and being like, like, I feel like all those moments were really earned between them. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked that he was like, have you tried this before? And she was like, a lot most of the time she was like no and he's like well do you like it and she was like well he's like don't lie to me she's like yes (laughs) yeah Uh, because like isn't that I feel like every person what regardless of what you're what kind of sex you like to have Mm -hmm. um I feel like that's at least that's my fantasy is like someone taking the time to learn things about you and to like test you and to push you and to have fun with you and and you know just play because like yeah. they were playing you know like role-playing and doing lots of like I feel yeah. like she covered a lot of different like kinks and role-play they got tied up there was spanking there was yep. like anal there was I don't even know there was obviously degradation we talked about humiliation shame there Rest was play. praise there was I mean like they covered a lot of different yeah I think kinks. the only thing she didn't do might have been like sensitivity play like did did he use ice? No, no ice, no fire, no, yeah. no real pain either. Because yeah. she yeah. said, I, I'm not into pain. And he was like, right. I know. Yeah. So they didn't do real. But like, they covered quite a bit, quite a mm-hmm. bit. I enjoyed the journey. Enjoyed yeah. the journey. The sexual journey was nice. I need something else like that from her. I signed up for her mailing list. Um, mm-hmm. and I think she has a book coming out or a novella coming out soon. But it's kind of one of those tricky situations where you don't want to put an author in a box and try to, you know, uh, compare all of her work. But I can't help mm-hmm. but want like a Patrick 2.0. I, I just, I can't. <laughs> I hear you. I know before this, I was like, wait a minute, there's like a little, there's like an epilogue thing you can read. And I was like, about them? Yeah. What are they doing in their epilogue? <laughs> Having sex? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so when you're reading, do you read a lot of new adults um, or do you tend to just read all different sides of? Yeah, I definitely, I actually don't even read that much new adult, to be honest. I read mm-hmm. mostly, well, what's the, I read mostly dark romance, mm-hmm. I, I guess. I really don't like the terminology dark romance because my definition of dark is not everyone else's, which. Agreed yeah a a personal thing but yeah I I that's probably the last book I read where they were in college I think I thought this was good I mean we don't tend to read a ton in college just because we prefer our people to be like out of college just as a personal preference yeah grown certainly we we have read one or two where during our dark romance season where the characters are like 18 and falling in love with like a 30 year old and we're like that's dark romance what are you gonna do um but for the most part, we t- we tend to like our people a little bit older. But I actually didn't feel like the college aspect of this book was like too was too much. Yeah, like, it was clear that they were like on the older side. They both could go out to bars and drink and you yeah. know whatever. There also wasn't a power dynamic between them where like one person was twenty one or twenty two and the other person was eighteen. Yeah. Like they were both you know juniors and seniors. Um, and I also, I also didn't mind, you know, the fact that she was like worried about her grades and worried about getting a job. Like that yeah. didn't, 
sometimes I feel like in new adult books, a couple that I've read, mm-hmm. that can be very like feel very juvenile the way it's written about or described. Like, oh my god, I have class today. Like, yeah. I just want to skip it. And yeah. I feel like she was very much like, no, this matters for my future, and like, I want to get myself back on track. Like, it was more yeah. about her personal journey, not not like feeling as juvenile. Yeah. Um, also, he was paying her for sex. That so felt like it aged aged <laughs> <off> a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of the stuff dulled in comparison. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to take a quick break, you guys, and then we're going to come back with our ratings and reviews and some quotes and some other fun stuff. Dear romance besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. Okay, since you're our esteemed guest host today, what would you give our fair heroine as her rating? We do... Out of five stars, but we do peach booties because she's a lady. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna give her four. Okay. Because of the conflict, mm-hmm. she didn't really give me the bad bitch energy that I needed there. Yeah. So I'm gonna give her four. Okay. I feel like a four solid. I'm gonna give her a three. I thought she was a very solid heroine. Mm-hmm. I did not. I read some reviews and some people did not like her. They thought she was annoying. I did not find her annoying. Yeah. Like you could see clearly from her family dynamic, she had been brainwashed so from she, them that she was like not good enough. And so right. she definitely had to overcome that, but it didn't really bug me. Um, I liked that she was sassy with him. Um, I liked that she was, I liked, I like a lusty lady, you know, because <laughs> I'm yeah. a lusty lady. So I enjoy someone who like wants the D and yeah. isn't like trying to print that like, oh no, I don't. Like she was like, Yeah, I do want it. I'm gonna yeah. beg you for it. And I, I like that about her. So I thought she was a very solid three. Borderline four, but we don't do half stars here on the podcast. So gotcha. three. Yeah. So I stuck okay. with what is, like maybe three point five, but no, I was like, yeah. just, you gotta yeah. you gotta pick a number. Yeah. <laughs> what about Patrick? What did you think? We do eggplants because you know I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to give him a five. Okay. Yes, five. tell us why. Five. Because I feel like for the book and what it was about, he did what he was supposed to do as yes. dominant in the book. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was very cold, closed off, calculated. But then, like you said, there was the trope of I hate everyone but you mm-hmm. was very much prominent. And I think the pace in which he opened up to her was mm-hmm. was good. And I mean, he was a dirty talker. Yes. He was sweet when he needed to be. He was considerate. And then he was yes. giving her money, even when he didn't have it. Like, okay, King, <laughs> give me your last dollar, okay? So he, gets, he gets a five. <laughs> give me your last dollar. I love that. Oh, my God. My co-host would love that. Okay. I gave him a four. I thought, again, super, like you said, all the things. Very strong character. Love the dirty talking. I do wish... Like I said very early in this podcast, that I do wish that he had opened up to her in a, a little bit different way about his own life. 
mm-hmm. versus it just being like really, really, really right. I mean, right at the end, I wanted him to open up to her like, you know, a couple chapters before that, not 50% of the way through the book, but like, yeah, maybe like uh, 75% of the way through the book as opposed <laughs> to 90. Yeah. Um, Cause I wanted him to open up a little, a little bit faster. Um, just to give me that, like, that feeling like it was a choice and not a reaction to the fact that her house got broken into. Yeah. Which it, I don't think it, I mean, he was already going there before he found out that she was broken in, but it kind of still felt like, oh, hey, like, you know, you're, I don't want bad things to happen to you. And now I know that bad things are happening. And so I'm going to like fix it. Um, But again, like you said, I mean, as a, as a sexy dominant in the bedroom, like, five stars for his his work in the bedroom but in, <laughs> for the whole book I'll give him four stars yeah um okay what did you did you have any like other favorite moments or favorite quotes or anything that we talked about oh let me see I have so many highlights <laughs> okay I'm gonna tell you a few while you look for some okay so a couple things that I really liked about this book really early on where like when she met with him she was at a party and she told her friend James like I'm going outside with this dude and then she texted her friend like call me in an hour and if I don't call you back call this other guy James and come find me and I was like good for you for being safe at a frat party proud of you yeah always tell your friends where you're going and then also um like she was like, Oh, I'm on the pill. And he's like, okay, cool. We'll both go get tested. And once we have clean results, then we can stop using condoms. And I was like, yes, for responsibility. I love this. Yeah. A lot of good, good uh, banter in here too. Oh, like, tell me some. So, <laughs> so this one that I just found, I don't know what they were talking about, but I think this was after they had sex. Um, and he speaks Italian. Yeah. So she was like trying to get him to say something to her. And she was like, say something, something to me in Italian. And I'm definitely not going to try and pronounce this, but she's like, what does it mean? And he was like, you exasperate me. Like, you just exasperate me. Yeah. Yeah. So that part, that was really funny to me because they were, and then it was kind of like a grumpy sunshine. Mm-hmm. Trope a little bit yeah. too. She wasn't yes. too sunshiny, but definitely yes. those vibes. So there were a lot of moments where, like you said, she was trying to like break down his armor mm-hmm. was like giving a little bit so those those moments here's here's one of those he was like telling her something and she's like thanks dad i muttered and he goes are you trying to tell me something christina because if it pushes the right buttons to call me daddy i'll go there and i was like (laughs) they didn't go there spoiler but i wanted them to to be honest i highlighted a lot of the smut which is oh please read it we read all the things on the podcast i call it <laughs> shawnee my co-host goes bridget sexy corner because i always read dirty <laughs> quotes on the podcast <laughs> okay so this one here says i'm not interested in having someone who doesn't belong to me he whispered against my mouth he licked my tongue i heard my own thready breath i'm not interested in fucking a liar i come that much harder knowing you're mine I highlighted that one too. That was, <laughs> that was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any type of claiming that is happening, like yes. the fine, who does this belong to? Yes, I'm. I'm gonna highlight it every time. Yeah, every time. A hundred percent. Yes, always, always. <laughs> I love a really nice, dirty quote. Yeah. Oh, they also had a great phone sex moment. I love a phone sex moment in, in the thing. Wow. Yes. He's like talking to her and she's laying in bed and she like just had an orgasm. And mm-hmm. he's like, You just came, didn't you? 
And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I want you to touch yourself again. And he's, she's like, what? And then she realizes that he's jerking off too. And then yeah. he's, and oh, it was good. So good. And actually there's two phone sexes, right? There's the uh, one where she's in her apartment early in the book. And then when she's on the road trip with her friends for the cheerleading thing and they have phone sex while she's like in the room with them. So she has to be quiet. That was a good one too. Because this book had really good funny scenes. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. I'm a cute one. Yeah. Tell me a cute one. So this is like at the end, this is 96%. So everything conflict happened or whatever. Um, and they're in the bed and he's like, I love you. You're mine, Christina. You've always been from the first time I touched you. Like, yeah. So I know. And then she says something right after that. And she's like, no, from the first moment we locked eyes or something like that. Yeah, it's just like before that. She's like, bitch, please. It's the first moment. You've been dreaming about me for months at that point. Period. <laughs> okay, here. I'm going to tell you guys one because we told you he has really good dirty talking. So here we go. We're about 70% in. So before the last conflict. And he says, are you wet, sweetheart? She moaned and immediately stifled it. I curled my fingers around my aching cock. Very, she whispered. I was afraid of how much I wanted her in every way. Such a good little slut. She stifled another moan. I'm thinking about how beautiful your pussy is. I want you to see how many fingers you can fit into your tight little cunt. I wouldn't even begin to prepare you for what I'll do to you on Monday. She whimpered. I had her in the palm of my hand and I was like, <laughs> yes, you do. That was their phone sex moment. Good. I love a phone sex moment. So good. There was so literally good. no filter on him. Like, no, none, no. none. Yes. As there I should be. So raw, so real. Yes. All dudes who are quiet during sex should realize that we just want to hear all the filth they're thinking. I just don't it's, understand why real men don't understand that. I know we're talking about a book, but in real life, like, yes. it, I just, let's not. I think the thing is, is that they're worried that we will take them literally. Yeah. But no, it's babe. like, no, you can spit the craziest shit. You can say the weirdest shit to me while we're having sex. I don't think you're actually going to do any of it to me. Right. I, I don't think you're going to. I mean, I hope not. Yeah, I hope you're not going to, like, <laughs> tie me up in the. I mean, like, I've had people say some weird stuff to me. Yeah. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, yes, yes. I will now have an orgasm. Thank you. But afterwards, I'm like, haha, that was crazy. Like, we're not right. really going huh? to do <laughs> not really gonna do that, right? Okay, good. Just checking, <laughs> checking in. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh, making sure. Yeah, but yeah, because it's like I want to. You know the the song. Obviously, you know the song. Everyone does, but I want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. It's like I want the same. I want like Back. a regular human being in the street, but in the bed, I want like a dirty talking crazy person. No limits. Who wants to push my buttons? Like that's what I want. Exactly. That's what I want. You heard it here first, guys. No, just kidding. It's not so much to ask for. You didn't hear it here first. We've said it before because obviously everyone knows. Right. Okay. Final rating of the book as a whole now out of five stars. When I first read it, I think I gave it a five. But after dissecting it, I think I'm going to settle on a f- No. I'm, I'm sticking with my five. Good. Stay with your guns. We don't do half points here, right? We don't do half. We don't do half. Not up or shut up. (laughs) We go go full star rating. So okay. So I'm gonna stick with my five under the premise of I don't feel like I was led astray with the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it delivered what it promised. Yep. He literally told her, I will pay you to do this for me. Yeah. Yeah. And they just so happened to To kind of fall for each other along the way. So I'm going to stick with the five. Okay. I loved, I loved 
the BDSM factor. I loved them together. The conflict, eh. But I, I really loved them together. Yeah. Uh, what they built on And that. the book was 80% of just them together. 75% of just them together. So I'm going to give it a four. Um, yeah. I feel like, again, like if we were just going story-wise, it would be a three. If we're going only smut-wise, it's a five. Um, but I will meet in the middle for my final overall rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the book was, it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. which I was very pleasantly surprised by. Um, the steam was very steamy and prolific throughout the book. I loved that they explored so many kinks. I love the consensualness of it. I love the use of yes. the safe word many times. I thought that was great. Like you said, the conflict at the, like the apex, I thought the conflict through the book was fine. I thought the apex of the conflict was weak, as yeah. you already said. I really wanted someone to just slap her, smack somebody up on the head. But that said, um, I was pleased with it. And I would definitely read another Miranda Silver book for sure. Yeah. I would definitely check another one out because I enjoyed this one. And uh, I thought her writing was good. There wasn't anywhere where I was like, oh, God, we're repeating the same phrase over and over. Oh, we're repeating this exact same thought over and over. Like the book moved. It's a long book. Like it was, I'm trying to, because it took me a. It's really big. Like (laughs) I started reading it a little. I mean, I finished it before we started talking today but I definitely didn't talk to my kid this afternoon I was like mommy has to read a book for work so you're gonna have to just amuse yourself today she was like okay uh yeah it was 340 pages so it's not a short book by any means yeah but it was definitely definitely an enjoyable ride mm-hmm. yeah 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 I mean would I give it to someone as an introduction to dirty talk probably not because no 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 I don't think this is an introductory book. (laughs) (laughs) They do cover a lot of ground. Although, although perhaps because they grow together throughout the book. No, he's pushing her buttons real quick. I mean, I I would say if you're, if you're comfortable reading, you know, sex in your books, definitely this book is fine for you. But if you're someone who's reading closed door romance, I would not skip directly to this book without passing go on some other authors first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good time, though. I think about Patrick a lot. I, I mean, the book is displayed on my shelf. It's not like in its face. Yes, I love it. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. It's got a forward-facing, forward-facing display. Well, Tony, thank you so much again for coming on our podcast. This has been so fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so much fun. This was a good book to talk about. Yes, it was. <laughs> you guys, that's all we have for you today. Until next time, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Bye for now, kids. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.